When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello again, everybody, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. Emerson Phillips joined by Wes Mitchell. We're counting down the days to the start of 2016 Gamecock football season. And, uh, Wes, we had SEC football media days last week in Hoover. We're going to recap that very briefly here. We've got a couple more Gamecocks being named to a couple of these preseason watch lists and just one Gamecock named to the preseason all-SEC team. We're going to talk about all this today. And a lot about uh, what Will Muschamp talked about during media days. He revealed a little bit of information about the quarterback position, and he also gave an update on the Sky Moore injury, and we've got a couple other Will Muschamp items to touch on today. But Wes, uh, these summer camps continue, and I know you're covering that this week for GamecockCentral.com. We're going to talk about that today also. So dog days of summer here, Wes, and we're slowly counting them down to the start of the football season. Yeah, you know, it'll be here before we know it. Um, you know, as we're recording this, we're, uh, I guess, uh, what, a couple weeks away from camp starting. So, uh, you know, pretty soon uh, fans will go from reading about uh, – you know, recruiting and, and sort of uh, inside updates on uh, workouts and stuff to actual uh, football updates. So that's always fun to get that started. I, I always feel like 4th of July is sort of the official uh, turnover to sort of the countdown to kick off. Um, and, uh, you know, then you have media days. That's sort of an official uh, marking as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I know the fans are excited. And I think there's just a lot of intrigue and Probably a lot of question marks, too. Yeah, looking forward to being able to talk about, you know, practices and what's going on with the football team. 2016 preseason preparations for the Gamecocks begin. Players report August 1st, and the first practice will take place on August the 2nd. The season opener, of course, set for September the 1st, Thursday night game at Vanderbilt. Plenty more on that uh, coming up here on today's show. Wes, a couple of scheduling items before we get into the bulk of today's conversation. The Gamecocks have already announced two non-conference games for the 2017 season. This will be next year. The season opener will be in Charlotte for 2017. The Gamecocks will take on NC State in the Belk College kickoff game. That will be Labor Day weekend. And also scheduled non-conference game for 2017 will be Louisiana Tech. That game will be at williams Bryce on Saturday, September the 23rd. So we've got two non-conference games set for 2017. A 2018 non-conference opponent was announced, and it will be the Marshall Thundering Herd. A second-ever meeting between the Gamecocks and the Thundering Herd. Remember, Marshall came to williams Bryce and beat the Gamecocks uh, during the 1998 season, I believe it was. So it'll be September 15th game with South Carolina hosting Marshall. That's in the 2018 season. So, Wes, uh, your thoughts on these non-conference games looking ahead the next couple of years? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think always fun to play, uh, you know, an NC State, go ahead and uh, play a, a border school. And then Marshall, you know, it makes sense for Marshall, I think, to schedule that game, too. They... Uh, do a lot of recruiting in this area it seems like um, you know some of the more under under recruited guys in the state of South Carolina always seem to to mention Marshall is, is in the running with them so I uh, you know I think that makes sense for Marshall to schedule that game as well 
um, you know, and we'll see, I guess, how those games turn out. Gamecock Central Radio here. Emerson Phillips with Wes Mitchell. You can download the Gamecock Central Radio app on the App Store and on Google Play to subscribe to the podcast. Search for Gamecock Central Radio on iTunes, SoundCloud, or other popular services, or just visit radio.gamecockcentral.com. All right, Wes, let's talk 2016 Gamecock football now. A couple of Gamecocks named to preseason watch list. David Williams, Gamecock running back, named to the Doak Walker Award watch list. And T.J. Holloman, named to the Dick Butkus Award list. Wes, any surprise that these two were named to these lists? I know a lot of players get named to the preseason list. They want to include you know, a lot of people, especially players coming back with playing time and experience from previous years and certainly Williams and Holloman qualify but you know Williams didn't rack up big yardage totals last year and I'm wondering if you're surprised that he made the Doak Walker award list yeah a little bit surprised I mean um, you know not as a knock on David Williams just as like he said he he really has not had a season where he was the top guy and and you know and put up big numbers so you know I, I think South Carolina would love to have him put up big numbers this year obviously they need him to put up big numbers but uh, you know, I think also you look at these lists, a lot of times they're very, very uh, long, all-inclusive lists to where if you're, you know, if you're looking like you're going to be a starter at a major, uh, you know, conference school, they're going to find a way to put you on there. So not really a huge surprise there. I think TJ Holloman, you know, is another guy that sort of probably isn't a nationally known name, but he is a solid contributor for South Carolina. He's made a bunch of starts. He's a senior now, and, you know, there's there's no sky more there. So somebody's going to have to make a lot of tackles for South Carolina in this linebacking core. Uh, you know, I think you listen to Will Muschamp talk, and I think there's probably, you know, a little more hype around the idea of Bryson Allen Williams, you know, as far as locally, uh, if you look at that position. But, you know, I, I think with both those guys, it at least does make sense uh, for them to, to get those recognitions. Obviously, you want for those names to still be – mentioned in that conversation when the actual rewards are coming out later on this year. Wes, the media met in Hoover last week for SEC Media Days, and only one Gamecock was chosen by the media to be a part of the preseason All-SEC teams. It was senior place kicker Elliot Fry earning third-team preseason All-SEC honors. He was the only Gamecock named. Yeah, I think uh, I think that says something right now about the expectations um, for this team. I think, obviously, around the conference – expectations are very low. They were picked to be last in the East. I I thought um, they'd maybe get a little bit more respect than that, possibly picked sixth or maybe even fifth by the uh, media, but obviously they weren't picked dead last. And then, you know, there's no real true player. I think if Sky Moore was going to play this year, he very clearly would have been on one of those lists as far as the preseason goes. But you know what? It's one of those things where generally these lists – uh, the media is going to pick the most high-profile players. Not always the best player, <laughs> um, but generally the more high-profile players on the better teams. And with South Carolina, you have so many uh, unknowns across the board, and you're have so, and you a team that's not getting a lot of praise. So you add those two things together, it's not really a surprise. It doesn't mean there couldn't possibly be good players. You know, I, I think... I think Debo Samuel has a chance to be an all-conference type performer for South Carolina. You know, I, I think that Bryce Williams has a chance to have a really big year. They're going to need Jamarcus King, the new cornerback, to have a really big year. Um, you know, that's not to say guys can't play their way into that conversation. It's just right now the expectations are are not high, and so it's it's not a surprise. But I think if you're South Carolina, if you're this coaching staff, if you're these, if you're you know these players. 
you, I think you embrace it. You have to sort of embrace that underdog role. You know, I saw some players sort of tweeting about the fact they were picked dead last. Um, and you know what? They can sort of, uh, it sounds silly to say, but when the expectations are so low, you know, they can sort of go ahead and start to surpass those just by winning week one. You know, you, you, you're picked dead last. You're behind Vanderbilt. So to go to go into Vanderbilt and take a road win to start the year on a Thursday uh, to start the must-champ era, um, that to me w- would be absolutely huge. You know, you never really want to be in a situation, let's be honest, where beating Vanderbilt is a huge win. You never want to be in that spot. But if everyone around this program is being honest with themselves – that's where things are right now. So going down there, starting uh, SEC play 1-0 with a chance to get to 2-0. Mississippi State is a beatable team. So, uh, you know, that to me is just a, a massive, massive game for as far as this season goes. Yeah, the Gamecocks have got first three SEC games all on the road. That's the first time in 15 years that any SEC team has had to play three straight road games to open uh, conference play. So a bit of an interesting scheduling situation for the Gamecocks this year. Maybe a tall order, but maybe a manageable situation with the three opponents, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and Kentucky, to open SEC play here in 2016. So, Wes, you talked about uh, Debo Samuel, the wide receiver, redshirt sophomore out of Chapman High School here in South Carolina, and I think a lot of Gamecock fans are optimistic that Debo Samuel is going to be able to pick up some of the slack at the receiver position and possibly be a go-to guy and maybe even an all-conference performer here in 2016, but he's going to have to stay healthy, number one, which he had difficulty doing last year, so that'll be paramount, but Samuel's success this year will also largely be determined to at least some extent by the ability of Gamecock quarterbacks to get pass protection and distribute the football. So Muschamp talked to the media in Hoover last week about the quarterback position. And, Wes, I wasn't expecting to get a lot of news or information uh, out of media days last week, but maybe that's because we've grown so accustomed to having a head coach who's been in place for so long. When Spurrier was the head coach, it didn't seem like we got a lot of new information about the team each year at media days, but I felt it was quite different last week with Muschamp, and he spoke specifically right away. He went right to the quarterback position, and he said that uh, looks like Orth is the number one guy going into camp with McIlwain right there with him. McIlwain got a lot more work in the spring, obviously, when Orth was injured, and McIlwain played very well in the spring game that was not full contact, but McIlwain certainly showed some ability and some potential and he talked about uh, Lorenzo Nunez as well, whom we've been talking about uh, all offseason, really, Wes. You know, what uh, his role in the offense might be. Would he still be in the quarterback battle? Was there a possibility he might move to another position? And Muschamp shed some light specifically on Nunez last week in Hoover. Yeah, and, you know, I think he's he sort of, uh, I guess you would say, uh, confirmed some of what we had talked about, some things we had posted on our message boards there on Gamecock Central, um, in that I don't think – this is a, at least right now, what you would call a full-time move. You know, I think that was the, the big question. Would Nunez move to wide receiver? This really is not a complete move to receiver. This is more of a how can we use Lorenzo Nunez's talents to um, put him in positions to help the team. Um, you know, they need playmakers on offense in a major way. You know, we talked about Debo Samuel. I think he's got a chance. I think Brian Edwards has a chance. Uh, you know, David Williams, Rico Daddle in the backfield, they have a chance. But, you know, this is not some team that has, you know, two deep uh, receivers worth of, of guys who you feel good about. So they got to find ways to put people in position to help with Nunez. I think you see him 
at quarterback and some wildcat type looks. You see him at receiver in some particular looks. Um, you maybe even see him in the backfield sort of lined up as a running back. I, I think right now there's really no limit to how you could use him. And I think if this staff is going to really be good on, if they're going to be decent on offense even, they're going to need to find ways to put their players in, in a good position to help. And I, I think Nunez, just too talented athletically to watch from the sidelines. So I think short yardage, you know, red zone, stuff like that, especially if Perry Orth is the guy, even if if McElwain's the guy, you don't really want your starting quarterback getting getting just, you know, hit all the time. So I think some short yardage situations you look, uh, in particular, Nunez's size plus his uh, his speed, his ability to make people miss. He, he's up to uh, 6'3", about 217 pounds. He's added a lot of upper body strength. He's probably as big as he's ever been uh, from what I've been told. And, uh, you know, he's got a year under his belt playing SEC football, at least to an extent. So this is a guy, when he gets to that second level, can make people miss. And I, I think that's something that South Carolina is going to need more of. You know, is it easy to just transition to wide receiver? I think people sort of uh, think about this sometimes from like an NCAA football, the old video game, you know, mindset that you can just interchange a guy. Um, Playing receiver is hard. So the idea of just moving him to receiver, I think, would have been a difficult transition. But when you talk about sort of giving him some specialized roles within the offense to get him on the field – I think that's what they need to do this year. Then, depending on, I think, Emerson, you probably at the end of this year have a better feel, A, for your quarterback position, B, for your receiver position. So I think at the end of this year, going to this offseason, that's when you maybe look at it and say, hey, we want to make you a quarterback full-time, or we want to say, hey, let's go all in on playing receiver. But for this year, find a way to make them comfortable find a way to give him the football. Yeah, Nunez was really good in open space last year. In the open field, he was effective playing quarterback, and he will be in the quarterback competition, but he is going to see some time at wide receiver as well. So that was really the big news out of media days last week. Uh, Debo Samuel, one of the three Gamecock players there to represent the University of South Carolina, along with Mason Zandi and Quay Lewis. So a lot to talk about from media days last week. The quarterback uh, situation appeared to be the most newsworthy item there. And, Wes, uh, Coach Muschamp gave an injury update on Sky Moore. We know Moore is out for the 2016 season. Neck injury sustained sometime during 2015, and apparently the injury was aggravated during weightlifting this off season. So the decision was made to go ahead and put Sky Moore on the shelf for the 2016 season. And the plan, or at least the talk, has been that he could redshirt and come back and play, you know, if he's healthy next year so. Muschamp said that Sky Moore is on schedule to get back to workouts in August and begin lifting weights possibly as early as September. So it looks like Sky Moore is making progress. And, you know, Wes, everybody would love to see Sky Moore back in a Gamecock uniform and playing football again, doing what he does at that linebacker spot. But right now his health is the primary concern. A neck injury is no joke. And right now Gamecock Nation just hoping that Sky Moore gets his body right and gets back ready to play. Yeah, you just you have to wish him the best in that because uh, anytime you're talking about your back or your neck or your head, you know, any of those areas, it, it's it sort of goes uh, well beyond football. So, you know, I obviously want to wish him the best. And, you know, this is a kid that if, if he can get back healthy, I think he's got an NFL future. So as far as that goes, you know, anytime a guy has, put, has that natural ability and has put that much time, effort into, you know, sort of getting to the next level, you want to wish him the best. So 
hopefully uh, Mush Champ uh, will give us some more good news about about Sky in August. Final thoughts today here, Wes. Will Muschamp entering his first year at South Carolina, and we know that he had a lot of work to do coming in. The recruiting efforts have been outstanding by the entire staff and Muschamp obviously at the, at the center of all that and you know Wes last week at, on the radio show I do out of Florence you've joined me on the show before we've been on the air you know 12 years down there now on the ESPN station 96.3 weekday mornings 8 to 10 in Florence and told our audience last week that I'm getting the feeling that Muschamp is the right man for the job right now and obviously the man has not coached a game yet so it's, it's hard to draw conclusions yet but as I get to know a little bit more about Will Muschamp, I really get the feeling that he's the right guy for the job right now, Wes. He was the longtime head coach in waiting at Texas, went to Florida to be the head coach there, and things didn't work out. You know, there's been a lot of talk about uh, different offensive coordinators that he had there, Charlie Weiss and Kurt Roper, and, you know, maybe the offensive scheme just didn't fit the talent, the personnel that they had at Florida. Their defenses were outstanding. Florida sent more players into the NFL through the draft in the last two years than any other school in the SEC, even Alabama. Alabama had 14 players taken in the last two drafts. Florida had 15 players. That's the most in the league. And all those players were recruited and developed by Will Muschamp. So, uh, you know, I'm starting to think, Wes, that he is going to learn from whatever reasons caused him to not have more success than he would have liked at Florida. And part of the reason I got that feeling is something that he said at Media Days last week, Wes. He was asked by Rick Henry, the sportscaster from WIS-TV in Columbia, if he had spoken with the team about any of the civil unrest that's been going on in our country lately, the protests that have taken place here in the last couple of weeks. And Muschamp said that, indeed, he had spoken with the team. Muschamp said that his father is a historian, and his father was a big supporter of Martin Luther King Jr. And Muschamp took time to meet with the team last week to talk with him about some of the current events that are going on in our country right now. And he showed them a video, Wes, of Robert F. Kennedy speaking to a crowd in Indianapolis, Indiana, on April 4th, 1968. That was the day that Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. And the speech was about keeping our country unified, West, There's so much division. Uh, when we watch news and we hear about everything that's going on in the U.S. right now, there are a lot of divisive events going on. And Coach Muschamp took the time to bring the team together and say, our country has been through difficult times before, and it's the way you handle difficult situations that define your character. So he used this as a teachable moment to teach these young football players at University of South Carolina, how to handle difficult situations. And I just thought that said a lot about who he is as a man and as a person. Yeah, well, I think it's also a reminder that you um, you obviously you want your players to be able to feel that they can have their own um, individual opinion on, you know, situations that affect uh, pretty much every, everybody this day and age. But I think at the same time, uh, it's easy to forget that the head coach is not only just a football coach, but uh, he's someone that the the players have to look up to, and that you that you hope no matter which team you're out there, you know, pulling for, you hope that the football coach, um, you know, is a leader as well as a leader of men, and and sort of is able to uh, you know put things into perspective a little bit, and to uh, to help them sort of understand. Uh, what's going on you know in the world so obviously everyone has had a lot of different opinions about what's going on in the world but you know you want for your coach to be a guy who can sort of give those players the resources they need um to better you know understand what's going on and then to better uh formulate their ideas moving forward about about it so i, I think um, all those things are good things and and i think in, in a way is it's way 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 better to sort of um say hey guys 
this stuff might not be easy to talk about, but we need to sit down and talk about it rather than, um, you know, bury our heads in the sand. And uh, it's a topic of conversation um, among adults, among young people, among white people, among African-Americans. So it, it is a topic that I think has to be discussed. So I think it's much better to just go ahead and say, hey, we're going to talk about this in the open and uh, and sort of get it all out there as opposed to just burying it in the sand and uh, and saying, you know, we're going to ignore it. Yep. The head coach got to be a leader of men, like you said, and I thought Will Muschamp led by fine example with this situation last week. And even though it's not football-related, I just thought it said a lot about who he is. So it gave me a good feeling about Coach Muschamp last week, and I feel like the Gamecocks are in a good spot right now. And, Wes, let's face it, might be time to circle the wagons here with preseason camp getting ready to open and you know, Vanderbilt players telling the media that they're going to beat South Carolina in the opener. And right now it seems like you know nobody's on the Gamecocks, and, and for good reason. South Carolina struggled last year and lost some good players off of that team that was three and nine a year ago but if you can win that opener at Vandy who knows which direction the season might go and it could be a lot better than people expect so I just felt like the message was very positive Wes bring the team together and let's get everybody on the same page and talk about some events that are pertinent to everybody that's listening today and particularly to young people I just like the message that he sent yeah absolutely and and like you said um you know I think if you're South Carolina's team right now I said it earlier um you know getting back to sort of the football side of things You've got to embrace the fact that you're an underdog. You got to know that, that you know there should be no sense of showing up and winning. Um, you know, sometimes if a team is getting a little bit, a little bit of hype, you do wonder. You know, are they going to sort of think they've arrived? There's not going to be that with South Carolina. They're going to have to fight. They're going to have to scrap. That's probably going to be a close, low-scoring football game um, in Nashville. And uh, you know what? They're going to have to go out there and, and try to find a way to 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 inch out a win. So. You know, I think you embrace the uh, sort of blue-collar mentality. You uh, embrace the fact that you're an underdog and then go from there. There's been a whole lot of questions surrounding Gamecock football throughout this offseason, and we're going to start to get answers very soon. We are 45 days away from kickoff, and players will report for preseason camp on August 1st, and the first practice will take place on August the 2nd. Good stuff today, Wes. We appreciate you. All right, Emerson. We'll talk to you soon, man. All right, that's Wes Mitchell, and I'm Emerson Phillips, and this is Gamecock Central Radio. Thanks for being with us. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.